Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Greg, how are you? I'm good, George. Another week of uh, interesting results. Plenty to talk about still. Yeah, that's it. Michael? Same thoughts as Greg. A lot to talk about. Um, Wish it could have been better. That's all I can say. But on the other side of things, it's about my club. I'm happy that we've entered a new era under a new ownership. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of, um, our first, of our first training session of the season. That's exactly what I want to see. The, fan, the fans were back. Everyone was happy. A bit of flares going off. Yep. That's are, it. That's what they, I want. Are they going to be playing um, back at the stadium as well? It's still at Alcazar. So I think, any, I think any time in the near future, we're going to try and get ourselves back in the new stadium. It would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and last but not least, the uh, the Californian Colopedo, CK. How are you, man? Doing good, man. I mean, like like the others were saying, it's a pretty busy, uh, pretty busy show today. But like Michael, I'm happy because my team's actually doing some positive moves for a change. So I might shave my head in honor of uh, you know Alafuzos. Alafuzos. Yeah, oh, I might just. Just let yeah. it natu- let it naturally go like mine has, and then just, just like, and then just grow it because you you know you, you don't want to let go of it. <laughs> get that natural, get that natural bald look. That's okay. right, that's right, <laughs> and then just let it go. The, the fuzz look. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll get we'll get started here. Um, we'll start on a positive. Artis, they're just absolutely smashing things. So um, they go through with a two-one uh, win, seven-two uh, aggregate win altogether. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, Mike, ooh, there you go, Greg. <laughs> Your son's got something to say, eh? Yeah, he's uh, he's watching the footy with me. He, he, uh, <laughs> Sorry. He's an Addis fan. He's an Addis fan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. But Michael, um, Addis, I reckon they've been the um, they've made the best transfers in the window, um, and they're showing it on the field. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, Andre Gray. Expect a huge season from him. Oh, four, gonna... yeah. four goals, yep. two games. I know it's against the same opponent. I, I get it. But watch. Sure. I, I know you know more about him, George, with your yeah. QPR days. So yeah, man. He's, he's, he... This is the type of striker that Aris has been looking for. Don't look at Dimitris Manos, Kostas Mitroglu, or Christian Lopez that they had past few seasons. This is the killer forward Aris have been looking for since they gained promotion. So... Um, to, yeah. be, to be honest, any club. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought he's a type of player that would end up in Greece, but um, any club in Greece that would have picked him up from even Olympiakos, Balk, Aik, he's Barthnaikos. He's just a goal scorer. He like he comes back a little bit as well. He's got finesse outside the box. He's got finesse. He's got it inside the box. He, when he played for QPR, the team that I support in the UK, he wasn't getting much. He wasn't starting as many games as he probably should have. But he always would create. When he'd come on, he was always such a threat. So now as the main man, we're going to see him, especially in Greece, he's going to bang at least 15-plus goals. I'm, I'm, I'm counting it. In the, super, in the Super League, he's just going to terrorise the league. Yep. So, um, I mean, he does have the players to provide him a service. So if you look at the two goals he scored... Yep. Just one little chip from Daniel Mancini for his first goal. Yep. 
with a sublime finish. And do you remember um, last year, Michael, you Mancini was playing up front. It was all over the place. Like, oh, and, and, and Manzios. Now, yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah. now... Yeah. Yeah, I get it, George. It's That bothered me the most with Mancini. He's not a bad player. He's actually pretty good. Oh, he's a great um, player. Um, just if he could provide more services like that in his natural position. And the same with um, Luis Palma for the second goal. That's another... That's another sublime finish from Andre Gray. So, yeah. um, overall, the performance from Martis it was pretty good, pretty solid. Um, yeah, just unfortunate they conceded the penalty. I thought it was a little bit harsh. I could see why the ref gave it. I thought Persman won the ball fair and square. It wasn't a penalty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was too soft. To, to, I reckon it was fair and square. Won the challenge by Persman. But yeah, there's been other dodgy calls in other European matches as well. There's no VAR. That's the shit thing about it. Yeah, so. well, that's right. Um, only, I guess, I guess if we're going to pick on something with artists, there's no Greek contingent in that side that's going to get any decent match game time in that club. Um, maybe, maybe that striker Hadzioanu. I've been hearing his name a lot. He yeah. signed a he signed a pro contract recently, and along yeah. with four others, four others as well that Burgos. Kind of likes yeah. from the youth, so we there's could a, see these guys get some first team opportunities. There's a few sprinklings down there in the, on the subs bench that you see them, but they don't necessarily always get a run. But look, I mean, Artis, you know, they're going to be a contender, I reckon, for the Super League this year um, if they keep going the way they're going. And uh, you know, always a good thing. Uh, moving on, they've got they play in the next round, uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. So they play away first. So that's going to be a tough match for them. Tough one. Very yeah. Tough one. So, yeah. Um, but look, it's a stronger squad than last season. Um, yeah. Sh- yeah, I'm sure they can put up a fight against uh, Maccabi. Yep. This one, yeah. So, we'll see how they go. We'll definitely see how they go, yeah. It's interesting, no Jovino in the match day squad, so don't know what to make of that. Yeah, don't know. Hmm. Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. Bulk um, out against Levski Sofia. So, um, I mean, Craig, how do you... How do we how do we sum up our start to the season? Slow and um, almost gutless. Uh, I couldn't believe what the players looked like. Um, Sophia was all over. Even in the second game, um, I know Bulk had a lot of possession, but the only team that was uh, dangerous, looking dangerous to score, was the Bulgarians. Funny enough, um, mm. they've got an outdated squad. It's it's and you even saw that when um, every time Lefki Sophia was on the attack, they. You saw the Pal guys. There was no real speed there or anything like that. Um, they're lucky that they didn't lose that game. Uh, the goalkeeper, the new goalkeeper, the Croatian guy, he's, um, he's pretty ordinary as well. Mm. It's baffling yeah. that they Bukowski, let go Pascalini. Yeah. Uh, as much as uh, criticism as he copped, as, as a Greek player does, uh, as we are talking about it last week, but I think it's it's a huge downgrade. And he nearly, um, even at the start of that, he, he dropped a corner that they're lucky that the Bulgarians didn't score off. So, um this is why I can't wait for the Greek League to start as soon as possible because um, for me right now, Balk and Olympiakos are looking pretty ordinary, but what I saw from Balk was um, was dreadful against in the second leg. And we all expected them to come home with it in Tumba and, um, and take the lead and probably, you know, maybe fight for that progression. But, man, it was, um, it was not like that at all. And it was a very even contest. And I'd say the Bulgarians were a little bit better. Yeah, look, I think they were. They're... they're um... 
it's interesting. I don't know what to think about what's happening with the club. What's happened. The owner's gone, not missing, but he's, I don't know, like this. Does he still have passion for the club? Um, are they investing correctly? Are they investing wisely? Because um, they've made a lot of weird decisions um, squad-wise there. So is the coach even going to see out? I mean, he probably will because there's a lot of things happening in the background there. But um, it, it's it's an interesting time to be if you're a Bulk fan and how you think the club's going to go. Because I personally think they'll be up there, but I don't think they'll be contenders this year. I don't know. Anthony, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be contenders, especially if they hold on to Luchescu, which um, I haven't been keeping up with the news on Pauk too much, but I'm surprised there hasn't been as much of an outcry through the media as there was with uh, Olympiacos and Martins. Um, Luchescu, I mean, just talking with the Pauk fans on, on Twitter and on our spaces a few days ago, they weren't happy. Um, another lackluster performance. Lack of urgency. And again, the, the squad is just it's just weird. It's just weird. He has players. He he mixes and matches. Plays with the formations. Their new signing, Nari, he plays as a striker, even though he's a winger. He's I never mean, played there before, ever in his career. He, he's never played there before, exactly. Like, he was just experimenting. A do-or-die game for Pauk, and again, flat-footed. Um... Uh, that's on the coach. I understand that, you know, the, you know, the blame goes to the players as well, but if you're the coach and you're doing things like that, and I believe, I don't know, I don't remember if it was Michael or maybe it was Alain that shared that stat where Pauk hasn't won, I believe like their last, or how many matches it was. They have more losses than they do wins in their last Since X the playoffs. Of Since the playoffs. Since the playoffs. Yeah, it was Alain. It was Alain. Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. He shared it, yeah. Certain amount of losses in X amount of games, and it's been more losses than wins. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think personally, it's time for change. And you know, my papu's a Pauk fan, but he's in the Hodio right now in Greece, so they don't have Wi-Fi. So I don't think he's seen the the results. <laughs> yeah, so lucky him. But I never, that I never hamster will go on to get the. Uh, the <laughs> he doesn't have the. He's in Yanina right now. He's in the Hodio. He doesn't. Uh, he's probably got better things to do in the summertime over there. Yeah. Look. Yeah. I mean, Greg, you saw with with um, Aik after you won the, the league and then your coach left and then he came back a year or so later and things were never the same. I, I think there's, there's a lot of similarities happening here with Balk and their coach. Uh, it's it's a it's an interesting one because for them they've kept on to they've kept on to a lot of the squad, whereas Melissa Nivy is just <laughs> for some bizarre well, reason. Well, that's the reason why your coach left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas these guys, uh, a lot of the, they've kept a lot of that squad, and um, honestly, it's just it's it's a bit too slow and it's it's too old. Um, they need to get some new blood in there, especially in the defence, um, and quicken it up because they won't be able. To, even in Super League, they're going to struggle uh, at the speed that they're playing at. Um, the midfield was run all over from by um, Levski, and a lot of that was a lot of the players were just not uh, moving up and down quick enough uh, during the play. So um, they got they got a huge challenge ahead of them. And they need to focus on their midfield and their defence big time. Yeah, look, it's uh, we'll see what happens with them moving on. Um, but uh, there's a lot of uh, there's oh, a look, lot of ifs or buts, Michael. There was outcry after that game. The fans approached the team, even uh, even the even the management as well. So a lot of outcry there, just like Olympiacos, which which we're going to get into next. But I don't I I don't see Luchesco lasting this season. Just the way this match played. We're going to see the same results after that. Um, you, you got your finger on the pulse of a lot of the news, general news, Michael. What, what's 
What's the ownership situation there? Because um, Savidis is uh, he's not as I don't know what's going on there. It's been pretty silent on his yeah. side. Too silent. Yeah. Very silent. So it's very weird. He's usually very vocal. Um, the only thing I heard from Savidis was before the game that he fired up the players, and well, that clearly didn't work. Well, no. So, yeah. Maybe need to do the boom boom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he might have to resort to uh, old tactics. <laughs> the old yeah. tactics, eh? Um, look, it's an interesting time for that club. They're, they're, they're in a bit of a transition period. And I think um, if they're not careful, they're going to – could end up like AIC, um after they won their championship where they go through half a dozen coaches to try to find the, the right the right piece of the puzzle. A lot of these players – you guys have said it all before, Michael. You've, you've said this till your tongue's falling off – a lot of these guys were good when they won the league, but they should have been transitioned out a season or so afterwards. Yeah. They should, have, and the fact yeah. that they're still here, being re-signed as well. Virinha, yeah, yeah, that that one. Like if you saw his, if you saw the second red card, like yeah. the way he rabbled on. To, yeah, do you really belong at Barca? Do, do he's re- been do, his emotions have gotten the better of him for way too long. Yeah, now. Yeah. that was embarrassing. Like, yeah, cup was, final comes to mind. Yeah. Yep. Do 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 Barca fans really accept that? I know. The problem is the guy's emotions are like that. Sorry, Greg and Michael, yeah. because he get he's not good enough anymore, and he's probably realizing it, and that's why yeah. now he's carrying on. He's too proud. Yeah, yeah, but the club, whether the club isn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting time for the club. It's just all over the shop, George. Are you expect yeah. better from Park after winning the league? And um, well. They're going through exactly like I, with all these technical directors coming in, come and go, come and mm. go, and all these scouts come and go, yep. coaches come and go, the same ones come yep. back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like I. It's Ike all over. Yeah, for me, it's Ike all over. So we'll see how it all pans out. Um, the, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Well, they're out of Europe, unfortunately. So there's um, a nice early exit for um, a Greek team from all European competitions. Moving on to the probably the most biggest um, and talked about loss um, in Greek football this week, Olympiakos uh, got pumped 4-0 by Maccabi Haifa at home. Disgraceful all-round performance. Um, they lost 5-1 on aggregate, so they're out of the Champions League qualifications um, at the first drop. Um as an Olympiacos fan, watching that game, it was it was poor. We've we've been poor. We've been playing like this for for too long, and nothing's changed. Um, tactically, we're all over the place. I don't know what we're trying to do. We were playing, we were playing like we had the lead when the game was on the line. There was no move. We we're just playing like a team that was trying to hold on to a lead, even though we needed to win this game. It made zero sense what was going on out there. Uh, Tactically inept. I don't know what's happened. Martins went from this coach that had us playing beautiful football to the last 12, 18 months where we've been absolutely all over the place. My, I mean, I'll share this with you guys and what you think. I think he got too comfortable being able to win the league with ease that he became unable to tactically motivate or produce any type of quality football in Europe. Now that's not a that's not a blot on the league. The league is what it is. But the last two seasons where we've been runaway leaders um, has seen us regress football wise. Whereas before, when we weren't as much runaway leaders, we were playing nicer football. Michael, I mean, what do you think? 
I think, given, well, the transfers is what um, has bothered me the most. Like, every most of the time I read Olympiacos transfer news and I see Pedro Martins has the final say. And that's a good thing, but... Yeah, good thing, but... Now it's gone. Does he, does he really want these players? Was he forced to look at these players and say, yes, this is who I want? Given that over the, over this part this summer, you've lost your technical director, what's his name, Modesto. Yeah. Was he making those decisions? Who knows? Because he's brought well, all these French players into well, the club. Well, Modesto came and... out. Modesto came out a year or so ago, saying we want to we want to start bringing Greeks back to this Greeks club. Greeks back, and all these French players are coming these, in. Yeah, French and African guys are coming in. Does Pedro Martins really want these players? Is he really using them? Because we haven't seen on them. You one player, Pierre Kunde. Where is he? So, mm. did he really want him, or did they just sign him for the sake of it? So there's a there's a problem there with just the transfers at the moment. The, the past two years, especially, I thought there was there has something good going with Martins having the fine having the consent, the final okay for a transfer to proceed, and that's how the Socrates deal fell through went through. Mm. The I same think, with the uh, same with Manolas to a certain yeah. extent. I think he does have the final say, but I think he's made a lot of mistakes. So the thing is with Olympia, of course, right, and you know this yourself, guys, is that they buy 20 players for half a dozen positions. They'll, they'll overstack that position. So when we see a player excel, then we're like, oh, the guy's a genius. But, you know, we've gone through the the bloody, I don't even know, Frank, Franco Soldados and the Hassans and the, the likes to find these guys as well. You know, when we got these players here, then you go through all the positions out the back. My thing is, is that the club have with these young guys that they're buying, like Agi Bukamara, they saw how they made an absolute fortune out of selling these young guys, um, especially Potence, and now they think they can recreate that every season, and that's why we're buying these young guys. But then we don't have the ability to sell him on. Madi Kamara, when he was worth 15 million and people wanted him, we, we wanted 25 million for him. And was that naive? Because now the guy's barely worth 5 million, if that. Um, the same with Semedo, because he's now off to Qatar. Yeah, you, exactly. And he, how yeah. much value was he? <laughs> Up to 10 million. Up to 10, 10 million. million. Yeah, and now he's been sold for 3 million euros. Yeah, because they just want him off the wage book. So it yeah. was, and his career's gone down the toilet again. Um, so I think there's a lot of, there's a breakdown somewhere in the communication lines. I think, I think Martin's probably has had the final say, but I think that he's been given too much. They've allowed him to buy a lot of players. Last couple of years, we've gotten all the, the champions league. We've gotten all the European money because clubs have fallen out. Um, that, that's obviously helped, you know, allowed the club to overspend as well with these players. Now, we saw years ago now after when there was a complete failure at the club where Muddy Nuckies came in, sacked the coach, sacked, got, got rid of half the squad. That's what's going to happen now, Michael, right? From what I'm reading after this loss, George. Yes. There's now rumours with Manolas to Saudi yes. Arabia. I don't know how true that is. I think yep. that's bullshit, to be honest. So do I. Um, Socrates. Socrates to Palermo of all yep. clubs. So yep. I think they're under new ownership, I believe, under Manchester City. 
Not, I'm not 100% sure yeah. on that. No, they are. There's they some got, consortium or something. They're, they're yeah. part of that consortium, yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah, host of other players too. So one of them was Semedo leaving. He's confirmed gone. Mm. Another, Tequino and a lot yeah, of others. Vachlik. A lot of... Vachlik too, Vach, yes. Vachlik, Vachlik's yeah. upset, wants to go because they're looking at bringing a keeper in. It's probably going to be, I don't know, the Pascalakis rumour was around. That's kind of disappeared, so... Uh, Hopefully yeah. not him. It's um yeah, so the news is that Marinakis has all but sacked Martins. Nothing has come out, and they reckon he's gonna Marinakis is gonna have the final say on who the new coach is. Um we all know that Marinakis, once he goes in there, he balances the books and he balances the books in a ruthless way. He's done it before when he's when he's so um yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think. It's um, it, it was a shocking loss. If we go back to the game, it was absolutely shocking. There was nothing in it. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. Just, I, I don't just, think I've seen a big uh, an Olympia coach in such a game where they have. I don't think they tested the Israeli goalkeeper out at all. No, no. No, That's not at all, George. Never, I think, never seen I think, that. I think we had one, only had one, one shot on target. One shot on target, and I don't even know if you'd call it. Yeah, it, it was. It was, was a... it was massively disjointed. Now, I don't know. I don't know. We've got all these names being linked to the club. Apparently, it's going to be a Spanish coach. Um, or Slavin Bilic. Or Slavin Actually, Bilic. Hang on, Bilic. Hang on. Let me, let me quote this. Superstar manager. Slavin oh, Bilic. Yeah. Manager, <laughs> There you go. Uh, for those who for those who don't understand, it's actually from a Greek journalist, Yanis Korianopoulos. He called him superstar manager, Slavan Bilic. <laughs> I, I think um, I think maybe he's talking about him as a superstar player. He was a great player back in the day. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Korya the the benefit of the doubt here. So. Um, Oh, great things at West Ham. Oh look, my God. look, Billich did, did well um, as a coach with his clubs. Um, oh, maybe not at West Ham, but um, you know he's got a he's got a new head of hair though. Speaking of hair, Anthony. Hey, you, you know? go to Turkey? Who cares? No, no, you don't go to Turkey. He's got million, He's got money, man. He goes anywhere he wants. <laughs> Ah, okay. He got the um, transplant. Yeah, he got. He did. If you look at old photos of him, um, his hair was thin, and then all of a sudden he came back with a full head of hair. So, um, half hey. his luck. look, I don't know. If we go back to coaches, wise, um, he, Michael. I mean, we'll go back to you. Martin's is all about sacked, pretty much, eh? Without, yeah. without the official statement, I think he's gone. Yeah, the yeah fans approached him after the okay. game. Yep. No, not after the game. In the tra- next training session, yep. they approached him and they told him just. You've complete your cycle here. Your time's done. Time for you to go. And I hope, and I hope he resigns and walks away. Because at the end of the day, I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan of his. I think he's he's kind of regressed a little bit. He's another one that probably had a, he should have left about a year or two ago, um, and hung around. That's the story with our club. Unfortunately, people have hung around twelve months too long, and it's it's either they've missed the boat on a big career move to a bigger club or a bigger league or a bigger whatever. Um, and it's fallen fallen short there. But at the end of the day, he's a record-breaking coach at Olympiacos, and he'll go down as one of the greatest at the club. So I just hope that this this period is um, they do it correctly, so he gets to move on um, without any bad blood. So it's a sad, it. sad way to go, George. It's a sad way to go. It's very. Yeah. It, it yeah. is very sad, yeah. but. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the lineup like I don't know. I, I, nothing's made sense with the lineups. Yeah, I mean, do like, I, ha- I don't. I don't have to mention this, George, but I will because we posted it. Mm. The heaviest equaled the heaviest home defeat for Olympiacos in forty years. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. So your last time you lost four 0 at home was to um, European Cup champions Hamburg. So they were quite. They were quite the force back then, back in the 80s. Yeah, it was a Maccabi Haifa, yeah. So, you look at that yeah. Olympiacos team 40 years ago, they'll wipe, they'll obviously wipe the floor of this Maccabi Haifa team. Obviously. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know. I don't but know. Look, you, you, would, you would accept a 4-0 loss to Hamburg, but not to this Maccabi Haifa side today. No. I mean, even when Olympiacos play bad, they've never got pumped 4-0 at home, like in no. recent history. In recent no. history. so and, and, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, and I've said this many times. We struggle in Europe. We struggle in the Champions League. I get that. But you don't, you know, when you need a result at home after you've had a one or you've had a draw away, you don't go You don't go playing football the way we did. Um, it was park football, George, the, especially the second and third goals you conceded, like, yeah. What were C and Manola doing? On, I yeah. don't know what they were looking at. They let their man just get past, and the, yep. the second Manolata. goal, Cisse just puts his hand up. Oh, offside, offside, yeah. offside. Yeah. What offside, Mara Malaka? What offside? And if you remember as well, and this is what this is what I don't understand with Cisse, uh, with going back to Martins, was it twelve months ago? Cisse was 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 out. out. Was out. Yeah. Yeah, and and now he's starting over Socrates. Um, Again, right, wrong, however, whatever, whatever the case is. But yeah, I don't know. Lazar's back in the squad. Um, you know, Fort- Fortunis isn't getting an opportunity. He's been told he's surplus to requirements. But um, you know, my my thought process was that he hasn't left yet. So I'm thinking he knows something that that we didn't know. And um, you know. We needed a guy like Costas in the side, at least to be able to push forward with the ball, because we had we had ample possession of the ball. We just did absolutely nothing with it, and we had no movement. We had no idea how to move up the field with it, which was anyway. Greg, um, you'd be happy Olympiacos lost four 0 anyway, won't you? Uh, look, <laughs> I prefer it to be a Greek Super League game. Um, this is why I can't wait for the Greek Super League to start as soon as possible, because I think. There's a prospect of having a very interesting season the way Olympiakos and Falk is playing. And um, I think the Greek League, we need we need a competitive league where we don't have one team running away with the 15 points ahead halfway through the season. Yeah. Um, but what, what's what's baffling for me is how is Mandy Kamara, for example, getting so much opportunity and Costas Fortunis is not. He's, he's a, a shadow of the player he was not long ago. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Costa, who has got all the talent in the world that we know of, yeah. um, not being used at all. So that makes no sense to me. And I think yeah. Martins has to be pretty honest with himself and understand that there could be the way his 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 people management is going about it. Something's wrong when you've got a team, that, you know, a very similar team that was on fire 24 months ago compared to what they're doing now. Yep. You wouldn't think that that was that team. So um, he needs to. Um, I think he needs to maybe look at different ways of motivating players because, uh, you know, even Cissé for me, like he was a, a defender that I used to, I used to hate seeing him in the lineup when I could play Olympiacos. course. And right now he's, you know, the, the, the way he's given up some goals is just that, that motivation is just not there anymore. So yeah. some things for Martins to work on himself and the players, they need to look at themselves and be honest with themselves. They're not giving, they're not giving anywhere near a hundred percent for Olympiacos. course. 
But it's hard again for them because the lineups they're not they're inconsistent lineups. Um, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting week in week out with them, and that's the thing. There's no consistency in what he's trying to do. Even throughout the the preseason, we were playing like this. So it's not like this this game has been a blip in the radar where you're like, oh, where'd this come out? Like where'd this result come from? This was coming. Unfortunately, something like this was was bound to happen sooner or later, and. I think the fact that he was too comfortable winning the league hasn't helped him. So the competition in the Super League is going to be good if the coach can also be able to motivate the playing group to to move forward. But I think there's a, there's a lot of things happening in the background, like Michael said, that maybe we don't know of and maybe the coach has ultimately maybe lost power in the last six months or so of the side. But... We'll see. Anyway, well, they, they drop down to the third round qualifying, Michael, and they play Slovan. Uh, third round qualifying of the Europa League. The Europa League. And they'll be coming up against Slovan Bratislava for the second consecutive year. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, have see. To, we'll see after. I don't know if this... Well, if Martins was st- still there... Um, yep. I don't think Olympiakos would get through Slovan. Well, that Slo- Slovan got pumped at home to Ferenc Varos. Ferenc Varos, sorry. The Hungarian. Yeah, the Hungarian. So, you know. Ferenc Varos. Ferenc Varos, yeah. So, um, they lost 3 5 on aggregate. They lost 4 1 at home. Um, <laughs> so, they've got their own problems in that team there. Um, it, it's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't make a prediction on that, George, to be no, honest. Not. But I'm saying if Martins is still the coach, I don't think they'll get past them. They drop to the Conference League playoffs. Yeah. Th- that's yeah. just... I think that's the general consensus for what I saw on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's... Well, uh, I agree Are you saying if Martins is coach, you don't think Olympia Kors can beat um, Slavon Bratislava? No, nah, for what, what they put up no. the last six that's months massive. or so. Yeah. Let's see. I won't say they can't, but I think if Martins is a coach, then there's something going. There, there's there's something happening. There's just something happening. I think I don't know why. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm very uneasy about what's happening at the club, but the club's just shut its doors down, and there's no rumours or any malakias coming out to understand that. But yeah, nothing makes sense for me at this stage with everything within the within the first team. Um, so we'll wait and see there. Um, Antoni, Bathnaikos. Yes. You know, we'll go on. A, we'll finish off the European uh, wrap up on a high note. Bathnaikos, uh, back in Europe after twenty years. I won't say twenty years. <laughs> <Good but one>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they kick off their. Um, is it the Europa League? I'm just trying to find my conference uh, league. Conference, uh, conference league. league. Sorry. Conference. They they kick off their conference league uh, playoff match. This uh, yeah. week now, point me. I can't even find it here to to be able to. Who do they play against? While I look for it, Slavia Prague. Slavia Prague. Yeah, so, but... how you um how you feeling about that matchup? Uh, honestly, last week I was really really nervous uh, because we still hadn't signed a striker. Uh, now Panathinaikos signed a striker, and uh, he's actually our sixth most expensive signing on uh, the club's history. Three and a half million. Yep. Um, Sporar from um, Sporting Lisbon. Sporar. So we have the striker. Um, we have the striker. We signed a winger, but he can't play in a European competition. So 
there's rumors Panathinaikos is going to sign a Brazilian guy called the Vitinho. Um, so I'm, I'd assume that he'd be the winger we try to go for, but it's kind of cutting it close because the game's going to be on Thursday. Yep. Um, Slavia are a good team. Uh, I know Apostolos uh, is saying, you know, in Jovanovic we trust, and same thing with Nick. And I agree as well, but um, again, that's, that's a good opponent. Uh, I feel a little bit better. I like our chances, but if we progress and we beat um, Slavia Prague, we have to play Nice. Um, so it just, you know, it just kind of sucks. We won the cup. Uh, we barely missed out on second place, and we kind of got the shit end of the stick now where we're playing Slavia, and then now we're going to have to play, or if we pass them, we're going to have to play Nice. Um, um, but, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Slavia's... Um They've played five matches. Um, their first was a friendly against Olympiacos, one or draw. Then they had another friendly against um, FC Rapid. They won 7-1. They played Pushkas Academy. They had a 1-0 win in those friendly. Um, and in their two conference league matches, they had a 4-0 win away from home against St. Joseph and a 7-0 win at home. <laughs> So they're banging goals yeah. left, right, and center. Um, what that means, I don't know, but you know, St. Joseph's yeah. are Gibraltar, so Hello, I know. Oh, but... they're Gibraltar, <laughs> but they're Irish. You still, what I'm, but what I'm saying is that when you're banging goals left, right, and center in, your, your strikers or your team's, you know, feeling, you yeah. know, they're, they're obviously got their leg up and they're feeling confident, so um, yeah. And they have the offensive threat, clearly. And on top of it, last year, they had a very good defense, too. And from what it looks like preseason, they also have a pretty good defense because they're not getting scored on a lot. No, that's um, right. I can see so the two that's, goals. It's going to be a tough nut to crack. That's the, that's the problem. And it doesn't help that Pauk is already eliminated. Uh, Olympiacos might be eliminated next week. Or, well, not next week, but, you know, they're, they're mm. facing a team that eliminated them last year. Aris kind of has a, a tough gig with Maccabi it just it, it sucks as a Greek football fan in general let's say from that perspective um, it just sucks as well that Panathinaikos also got this really hard draw um, but we'll see we'll see we have a great coach he's done crazy things in the past like everybody brings up what he did with Apoel in 2013-14 mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see uh, I trust him uh, I got to pack back my side, but, uh, you know, being a realist as well, that's a very, very good team we're going to come up against. So yep, we'll see. No, it'll be good. We'll, we'll see what you guys are uh, capable of doing back in Europe. When was the last time you played in Europe? Was it 20? Uh, it was 2016-17, I think it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, I was, yeah. Well, the... Uh, the um... What do you what do you Bathnakos fans love saying to you know the uh, the Euro, the Europe I don't even know what I'm saying the European powerhouses the team that knows how to play in Europe all the all the <laughs> yeah all that's the, us all the superlatives that Bathnakos fans like to remind uh, Greek football fans when their team when our teams go play like crap so you're in the big leagues again so uh, we're the pride that's it you're yeah so let's see if you can be uh, the leader of the pack here. Um, in the league, so look good we'll luck. Be the saviors them. of Greece again, huh? They will have to. We look forward to you guys uh, losing the cup final and, and telling everyone for the next forty years <laughs> the cup final in New York. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the the Europa, the um, the conference oh, league the conference final. League final. It's like you know, it's like when you guys always remind everyone about the the Champions League or the Champions, the European hey. Cup final loss. 
I have to say, you know, it's funny. Olympiacos fans bring it up more than Panathinaikos fans. They're always like, 1971, 1971. I don't know. Not a that must have got to you guys. Not I was not talking to my uncle. Not <laughs> not not he was bringing every, it up. Every year, every year, we see the same three pitches. The freaking, the one, <laughs> the same three fighters. There's only three fighters of that fucking, uh, that cup final that you guys made. And it's the one where they're standing in the middle of the field, changing over those little stupid flag things. And they're all black and white. <laughs> I mean, it was 40 years ago, and they're still black and white. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's nonsense. That's nonsense. That's so, Olympiacos fans posting it. Now you can. Uh, now it's 2022, so you can put those photos through a little thing and colorize them. You know. <laughs> hey, when we're when we're hoisting up that cup, I'll be the last line. Yeah. Right? All right. <laughs> well, look on on a on a positive note. I do hope Athletics go well, um, and um, and all Greek teams go well in Europe. We can hate each other in the league, but um, you know, for the yeah. sake of Greek football, we hope hopefully they um they finish off strong and um yeah they all get into the groups there. Um, Michael. We'll start with you with this one here, just on a different note. Uh, the Greek Cup news, some vlaka, in my opinion, um, uh. has, pro- has put a proposal that the Greek Cup final get played in uh, New York. Michael? Yeah, that vlaka is the newly elected uh, president of EPO, Takis mm. Paltakos. Mm. Um, he's been brag- He's been remembering this for about a month or so, that he wants this... Uh, Greek Cup final to be abroad, and he has um, proposed New York City, and he's looking at other <coughs> cities abroad with a large Greek presence. So LA, LA, one of them, of course, and Australia, Sydney yeah. or Melbourne, I'm guessing yeah. too. So, um, I'm fifty-fifty on this. I'm all for it, but then again, I think it's a distraction from all the issues that we have in Greek football. Spot on, spot on. Yep. And I'll, I'll go to you here, Greg. I mean, my thought with this is I don't like the idea, not because I don't see value in the idea. There's huge value in the idea, but I don't like the idea because we can't get our own backyard right. So instead of trying to fix our own backyard, they th- they're going for a cash grab. And, you know, it, it's, too, it's too easy of a cop-out. That's my issue with it, Greg. I mean, what do you think? Um, I didn't see it. I don't, I mean, there's always going to be issues with Greek football. Um, cash grab, I don't they, think it's going to be anything but, but a cash grab. It's but they've never tried to fix it. Oh, no, they're yeah, going to make it. But is, are we ever going to see, you know, the security or CCTV or whatever it's going to be that's going to fix up issues in Greek football because we're going to take a cup final to go to America or Australia one day. Who knows what it is? Uh, I see it as a chance to do something a little bit different. I see it as a chance for the players to want to play for it even more with the opportunity of playing in a, you know, something different like New York or whatever. Um, and it's an opportunity to market our game a little bit outside the square. I mean, what's 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 the problem with having one Greek Cup final played um, in, in America, in New York, where we can potentially, you know, grab some new fans that might um, start following the league? It might give um, EPO and, the, you know, the powers that be um, an extra, um, I guess piece of uh, motivation to actually fix up some of the issues that we've got um, domestically in Greece uh, when you've got people from America that might start looking into it or new fans from wherever it is in the Morganis um, to watch the game and um, I think it'd be something good to see um, especially if we do more uh, my idea was always to have a Super Cup game played in America or, or Australia 
Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think it's the end of the world if we play one Greek, Greek Cup final um, away from Greece, an opportunity to market our game, show what we've got, maybe have, you know, watch a good game of football, get some, you know, what type of new fans we can generate from this. So I'm all for it. I'd like to see it. Um, and I think the players, I mean, the players and whatever clubs are involved will be just that little bit more motivated to, um, to be part of that and market themselves uh, to a new to a new market. The, su- the Super Cup idea is a fantastic idea because you pit the, the Greek League champions against the Greek Cup champions, um, unless they do the double, and then you can yeah the, you play whatever second best whatever you work it out there runner up. But I don't know. The idea is good. I just uh, I see it as just you know we not that long ago and we're on um, you know again i'm not that old but you know not that long ago we could sell out a stadium greek cup with both sets of fans and they could they could light the place up like it was on fire with flares you know 360 you know and make it look like an, a great atmosphere and everyone would go home and now we can barely get five thousand people ten thousand at a game without them wanting to blow them themselves up um there's got to, you need to fix those things before you start to sell your product outside because the random Spaniel or that place for Olympia Course or Pathnay Course or AIC or whichever club, it doesn't really care for them. It's just like, oh, I'm mad. I'm playing for this club in Greece that are paying me over the top wages because I was a second-rate player at Levante. Um, and now I'm going to get a holiday, a five-star. I'm going to get treated like a king in New York City. For me, there's no value to that. The value is re-engaging the lost football fans in Greece and when you sell when you bastardize and sell your biggest product for for money for me it doesn't sit well I don't know Anthony uh, yeah so I, I see your point George and I also see Greg's uh, and I'm leaning more towards uh, what Greg's saying um, more so in the fact that there's definitely issues in in Greek football I mean we just saw the cup final a couple of months ago what a disaster that was I think in the short term, it helps because in one year, I don't think, and I mean this with all due respect to the Greek League and those running it, but I don't think they're competent enough to get the issues sorted within a year, for example, with the the fan violence. Um, So having it in New York, for starters, is a good way to kind of avoid any types of malakias happening, like an hour and a half delay, like we saw this past cup. Um, And then... Just number two, there's a lot of Greeks in New York and in the East Coast in general. Oh, the, uh, a lot of fan clubs. The idea, so, the idea isn't the the issue for me. It's just the, the the execution of it at this stage in Greek football, which annoys me. You can play. You both mm. course and Olympia, of course, can play a game in. I mean, the way they bastardize the league, for instance. So we use that as an example. You know, Olympia, oh, Olympia, yeah. course, play both course four or five times a year, right? Yeah. Play one of those games. That's true. That I mean, that that is definitely a, play a that good game. option. Play that game. Play a league match over there, because they've they've sold the soul for that. I mean, that they're your pinnacle matches. But if they can't do that, I think the highest pinnacle type of football matches for me, I'm not that really really happy with. And and again to that point where you're saying one year if they do it for a season or so it's not going to really matter what happens at the end of the if they do this match there and then they then they, they end up making millions of euros profit they're going to say to themselves oh geez this is the smartest thing we've ever done we're geniuses here um uh, on the George, maybe it's an that. opportunity sorry sorry Lenny. oh no no go, go ahead Greg you're going to say exactly maybe it, maybe it's also an opportunity for them to learn um, what happens in places like New York or Melbourne 
uh, when it comes yeah. to crowd uh, control and things like that. So, again, um, the, I know the, what you're saying, but it could be an opportunity to see how things are done in other countries that are actually quite effective. They, and it's, they, it's a bit yeah, that's what I was going to control this in Greece. The, the, um, the but I've always said we've seen crowd control away from Greece and how it works. And I think it's in general in Europe, it's a bit of an issue um, it is because an of the issue. culture. It, it is, it isn't. It's a socioeconomic issue as well. It, it's not, it's a greater issue than football. Um, but we don't see anything being done. We see a flare and then we see teams losing points, but then we see another club throw a flare and nothing happens. Um, Slap on the you know, we see something happen. It's all over the place. Like, who was it from the cup final now? Well, the, the uh, what were the punishments dealt for that? You guys are playing a game oh. through closed doors. Yeah, Panathinaikos has uh, some games behind closed doors. I'm not sure what's going on with Pau. Yeah. The same thing. The same, same thing? thing? Okay. So, it like, it, you can't pun- – like, you're punishing a club financially b- – I don't know. It just it doesn't sit well with me, and and I know there's bigger issues than than they need to deal with. But you only have to look at the way the UK dealt with crowd violence back in the 80s and and 90s, and they've nutted it out. And the way I've gone to many football matches over there, and I've gone to a few matches in um in Spain as well when I've when I was travelling through Europe, and there is police. Everywhere they 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 the train timetables are dealt work around the train everything works around that football match for the hours before and the hours afterwards, right? And there is a police presence from top to bottom in that place. So when Olympiacos is spending and and clubs are spending, you know, a million dollars to buy some gift or that doesn't care for the club, surely they can look at the bigger picture and clubs could just revert some of their finances with it with the EPO into. A, uh, into a pool where they can use it for security and bigger picture stuff. Anyway, that's another argument for another day. Michael, what do you reckon? Like, am I am I waffling? No, I don't think so, George. I'm I'm fifty fifty on this uh, Greek Cup thing. Yeah, uh, personally, keep it in Greece, keep it traditional. But I re- I reckon have this thing for just the Super Cup idea, which I think we did have not too long ago, and then we scrapped it. I don't know what happened to it. No, don't, don't know why. Don't know the decision behind it. I think we should bring it back. Have the Super League champion and the Greek Cup champion face each other. I think that that boosts the product for Greek football it, even more. It's so perfect. It's a perfect. I mean, we've seen this with um, Ita- Italy with the Super Cup. They've played in the Middle East uh, a few times. So I don't see really? why not, but not for the Greek Cup. Yeah. I say keep it traditional. The Super Cup, there's no points, there's nothing. It's just, it's a massive marketing exercise that, you know, and you can sell it to all the Greek communities in the world. You can play it throughout any, wherever there's massive Greek numbers. Um, and I mean, even if Olympiakos played Parthenikos, for instance, you would get, people know those two clubs. So even if you were to play it in Australia, you wouldn't necessarily just get you know, 50,000 Greeks, you would get a small contingent of football fans that are willing to see, that are wanting to see two, you know, big European clubs play. Antoni? Yeah, and I was just thinking this idea just popped into my head. Or instead of doing some type of Super Cup, why not organize basically like a friendly tour? Uh, Like, for example, you're seeing Barcelona coming and playing these teams in America or organize to where they play some teams in the A-League or wherever. They yeah, go abroad well, and you can kind of... Well, if Greg, you know what um, I mean? 
if Greg remembers, he was playing security guard for the AX side back in the day when they came to Australia. There was no fire extinguishers involved at all. This time, 12 years ago, Greg was mm-hmm. like, uh, spending all of his nights at nightclubs with the AX side. And, uh, at Ivy, yeah. At Ivy, just being the main man, just thinking, I'm uh, living the life. Great. I want this job full time. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, that's a living you know, He was, he was. He was a, he was a different man. man watching AX pump Sydney FC 5-3 uh, it was, was just magical. It was amazing. Ah, that's it. Were you you were on the bench as well? Like, were you, where were you? Were you that like, was uh, down at the Sydney Football Stadium? No, no, I'm uh, saying yourself down on the benches. Of, yeah, like you were in the inner sanctum of the AX side back then. Yeah, that was I was back in my soccer weekly days when I was the editor there. Yeah, there you go. Beautiful stuff there, Greg. Uh, Michael, speaking of the Greek Cup, they've uh, a new rule or has uh, been implemented. The away goal rules are scrapped. Yep. So, we saw the fast with the promotion playoffs yep. last season with Veria and Levadakos. There was no away goal. And then they had the away goals for Veria and Lamir. So, that didn't make sense. <laughs> so, so altogether, this is scrapped for the Greek Cup. I know that was playoffs, but for the Greek Cup in altogether, it is scrapped. Yep. Another thing with um, Greek football, and we saw the news last week, it's for the Super League. Two teams are relegated. None of that playoff bullshit. That's a waste yep. of time. Yep. Um, of course, we're going to have that regular season. We're going to have the top six playoffs still yep. and the bottom eight. But when that when it's split, the bottom eight will play out for survival and yep. two teams go down. No, no 13th place team will have a playoff with the Super League two runners-up it was no runner-up last season, so oh, I don't know. Off the runners-up in the two conferences. What's happening in that? In so, so given this news, um, two Super League teams are relegated. The two, gr- the group winners of the Super League two, so the yep. North and South, are promoted. Yeah. If that was the case, Veria and Levadiakos together would be in the league as we speak. Greek football, Greek football does your head in, you know. So, so they're still going to stick with the north and south with eight or sixteen teams. I think he got dropped down to. Eh? I think it's less than thirty teams this time. I'm yeah, not too sure. I think so. I think a lot of teams got relegated. So maybe yeah, maybe yeah. even fourteen teams in in each group. Probably um, yeah. I could be wrong, but the the issue that I have with that there is, I mean, again, you talk about Greek football not being able to cop a trick, right? What gives the EPL or, or when a, a team in a championship an opportunity, right, to think that they can progress through, right? So if you finish top of the league, like in Super League 2, combine it, have it 16 teams because we saw that report recently a, a month or two ago that said that a, a UEFA report said don't buy, don't go play in Greeks in the Super League 2 because you don't get paid. So the Super League 2 in Greece was named and shamed as one of the leagues where uh, players chase UEFA um for lost wages and unpaid wages purely because owners just have jack and they just walk away from the club because they've probably got a shelf company there and then good luck finding money for them. Mm-hmm. And then they don't care if the club gets relegated. As we've seen, clubs disappear in Greece and no one seems to give a shit other than the fans who have to go support them in the, the local leagues afterwards. But if you have a league, Super League 2 of 16 sides, 
top team comes first, the top four, the the top six then have a little playoff, and then the two teams have a nice playoff final to reach, you know, whoever wins from second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Those two teams then play off to to go into the um, into the Super League. It's fantastic. There's there's a there's a cash generator if I've ever seen one. So the team that comes first deserves to go up, and then a team that finishes either sixth, second to sixth can play off to go up into the Super League too. You come last, you come second last in the top league. See you later. Thanks for coming. But what a winner! I don't know. So it's I don't know. Um, I've seen this get away from the Super League too for the moment. We'll go with the top flight. Yeah. Since we have this playoff systems, if we are to keep it, and I think Belgium and Romania does this, and Ukraine too. Yep. When the league splits, they'll have a certain amount of teams in the in the top group, so top six, for example. You have your champions that go in the Champions League. You have the next two teams in the Europa League, and one in the Conference League. So that is what you're given for the top six. But then you go in the bottom eight for our league. Whoever finishes first in that group gets a spot in the conference league. And this is something that Ukraine, Romania and Belgium does. Maybe this is it gives more opportunities for those mid-table clubs to have a chance in Europe. It's a good... I don't mind that idea, but, you know, if you saw like Orphi, for instance, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it, know. It gives extra motivation because we see the league die out straight away as soon as those playoffs kick off. And yeah, but this... then, but don't you feel for the side that will finish like if Bathnakos or Ayek, for instance, like that? They're much better than the top. They're much better than. I mean, who finished? Who finished top? It wasn't Offie. They ended up coming. Who finished best of the rest? I think it was Asteras. Ionikos. Uh, Ionikos, yeah. Ionikos. Ionikos. They came home strong. That's right. Yeah. They did. That's right. Imagine your and who came fourth? Bathnakos. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So imagine Bathnakos fans lose their spot to Ionikos. You'll blow the league up. So I'm talking this season, George, because we get five teams next season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But if so, it was four. Okay, so, all right. So Aik lose their spot to Ionikos. Yeah. That's not fair. Like I like it, like Greg. Would you be upset? Would you Would you think that's fair if you finish fifth and you you missed out on the team nah, that finished? Can't seventh? do that. No. I, I, no. I get I get what they're trying to do, but sometimes they overthink things like that. Just just have the league. I'm not doing fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just have a normal league. Why Why can't we do things normally? Sixteen yeah, teams would do a normal league. Yeah, and that's the Greek it. Cup one matches. For, you know, forget this scrapping, having a way go. Or just play one. It's a cup. Cup cup winners traditionally in in other leagues you get your your winners from all over the place because over two matches Olympia of course generally beats their side but they of course you know the clubs generally win they might have an off match in the first one because they've tried to rest some players and then they come home strong they generally win but if it's only a one off match then they have to go for it and that's how you get but it's almost like in Greece we only want the big clubs to be in the final. We don't want to celebrate um, Levadiakos making the cup final. We're too scared about that, scared of that. And that's what – it's upsetting. That's why they do the, the – guarantee you that's why we do two legs because they always want the natural progression. It, it doesn't sit well with me, a lot of these things. But 
we can do a whole podcast on uh, how to improve the league and send it to Balki Bartokamos or whatever his name is from Full House. Who's the... We can do a 10 episode <laughs> special for that. <laughs> What's his name, Michael? Balki. Dakis Baltakos. Balki. Balki, eh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh well. Hopefully, Taki is—he's uh, he's an ex-politician, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he's yes. got a checkered past. He, he look—he does a bit, but I'm going to be honest, man. I—I I think some of the things he's doing is actually thinking outside the box, and we've seen more positives from him than we saw look, um, from the previous guys for many. Like the last prior to him, I've seen the worst step I've seen in 40 years. So um, I don't think he's as bad. I think he's um, doing something. Look, you can only be so sophisticated in football in Greece, but I think, I personally think some of the things he's doing um, is thinking outside the box, which is is so badly needed in Greece. Don't you think sometimes, Greg, to, in order to fix something, you just need to simplify it, go back to its original basic routes? Absolutely. I'm, I'm the biggest advocate for that. I really wish yeah. we got to 16 teams and did, a th- I think it's a 34-round competition. Yeah. Uh, I personally... I prefer to see now. I don't even. I think right now we. I know it's tough, but I'd rather see anything like that instead of the playoffs, where mm. um, you know the, the bottom eight teams are, are just playing for. Some of them are playing for nothing. They're, they're nowhere near relegation, and they can't qualify for anything. So, mm. what's the point of that? Yeah, that that's my that's my argument as well. Like, and that's why when I say with with one match, um, Greek Cup, Greek Cups, you allow the like. You know, you 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 bank on you know upsets happening early on. Not, but I don't know. I don't know. Look, he's doing the he's trying different things as well. So let's hope let's hope for his sake, uh, Greek football doesn't consume him, and he just uh, ends up becoming one of those uh, normal one of those guys again. So um, yeah, time is uh, to, time. Time will tell on how he goes, but he is. He's, he looks like a strong will type of person. If I've, if you've read about his political past as well, that he's um, a little bit checkered there. But um, you know who isn't in Greece, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I'm liking his outside of the box thinking in some ways, but it, you know, I agree with what you guys are saying. Sometimes, if you need to fix something, go back to your roots, go back to tradition, keep it simple. Uh, because if you're overcomplicating something that's kind of already, you know, screwed up, you're just going to add more holes to the problem. Yes. Um, so, you know, in the, in the long run, yeah, just having all these weird, intricate things, <clears throat> save that for another day. So try and get everything fixed first before you add another complicated thing on top of it. Yep. Yep. How good would it be if they just called it the alpha? Alpha, beta. Alpha. Hey, that was the proposal, what, a season or two ago from you, George? It's, it's been a proposal since we changed the Super League uh, to Super League. Super League. You Super, know? League Greece. Super League Greece. Yeah. I mean, Alpha, Ethnic beautiful. Everyone knows. It's, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, all, all, all the frat houses in, uh, in, in your neck of the woods, uh, Antonio, they'll be like, yeah, man, we're, we're in the Alpha Ethnic Key, man. You know, we're in the Alpha Ethnic Key, bro. Imagine the ones that are in the Gamma. Ah, we're shit, man. <laughs> yeah, we're the... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, I think we've wrapped everything up for the. Uh, have we missed anything, Michael? Uh, just a reminder to everyone: the Super League season will start on twentieth of August. So the draw's already been out. Um, so yeah, twentieth of August, the season starts. 
Then we go on break on November 13th because of the World, World Cup. Cup. That Malakia will go on in Qatar. So um, that we boycotted that by losing, um, not <laughs> qualifying. So, yeah. 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 Thank you, JV. So, thank you, JVS, for that. So, yes, bravo. Um, <laughs> so, and the season will resume for the second half of the season on December 13th. Yeah, for two weeks, and then we're off again for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, bravo. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Well, good chatting to you. It's good to be back as well after a long break. I did enjoy it, to be honest, as well. Um, but we're back, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back into the swing of things. Um, as usual, everyone, if you like what you hear, please, um, you know, we're kicking goals here. We love what we do. Our Instagram account has just shot up um, as well, which is fantastic. Um, tw- you know, Twitter's going through the roof, Facebook. So comment, like, share, share, share as much, all the good stuff stuff um Anthony, it's midday for you or what is it no it's not midday it's nine ten o'clock at night for you 8 p.m 8 p.m oh there you go so yeah, still early for me so for myself and michael i'm gonna sit down now and watch my uh rugby league side the bulldogs hopefully win soon michael sunny brisbane sunny brisbane enjoying my day off beautiful it is, it's a beautiful day here at the moment beautiful i'm gonna go back down and have another coffee I've had two already, nice. so I might have nice. another one. And Greg's gone. Greg, <laughs> Greg's gone. So uh, Greg passes his regards to everyone. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, <laughs> and, it's uh, all, look, it's all smiles for me, George. As I said at the start, yes. I'm happy that we are in a new era for my club. If anyone doesn't know still, my club is in the second division. Atletiki Enusi Larissa, AL. So yeah. we are under new ownership of Achilles Davelis. Um at the moment, he's doing all the right things since he took over at the start of the month. We've got, finally have social media pages. He's changed the entire structure, everything, everything, and still more to clear away from the shit Gurias did. So, 2022, um, and we yeah. finally have social media pages. That's... There you go. The, everything that is wrong with Greek football yeah. is in that statement that you just made there, Michael. Yeah. Oh, look, we did, but... Gala, I know you did. Yeah, we did. You, I know you did. So, it wasn't actually... The problem yeah. was, Gurias just made it into a law firm, so that was the problem, so... Yeah, he uh, used it for his own um, political purposes to political. Make, annu- make announcements. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Thank so, God his, he's his, out. And his announcements were theses, as I remember. Though, I like theses, it. and especially with um the oh. sacking of Francescos. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I remember. I remember. Like I'm going to click on this, not click on it. And I just got gestica, man. Like what am I going to you, you sacked a bloke, and you're telling us in a twenty thousand word thesis with fucking. Alrighty. Anyway, <laughs> look, all all is well, George. I'm. All all smiles at the moment. Hopefully, good. this continues. Good. So good. all the all the power to him. Good, good stuff, man. All right, boys. Well, look, good chatting. Um, yep. We'll do it all again soon. All right. All yep. right. Cheers. All Cheers. right. See you all. Bye bye.